Hello, friend. You've stumbled upon the Season 1 archive for On The Bubble Podcast with me, Josh Liston. This episode you're listening to today was recorded sometime between mid-2015 and early 2019. And just so you know, Season 2 of the show is coming on Gen 8, 2020. The first episode will drop on Gen 8, 2020, Melbourne, Australia time. So that should be the day before if you're in North America. We're looking to make the show more fun, more energetic, a little bit less monotone for me, a bit more like this kind of vibe, and yeah, it should be pretty awesome. So thank you for checking out today's episode. I'm really proud of all the stuff we did on On The Bubble Podcast in the early days, which is kind of now wrapped up in season one, and pretty excited about where it's going for season two. So thanks once again, folks, on thebubblepodcast.com to get season two, to hear all of the episodes from season one, including this one today, if you want to share it with somebody or whatever. And I'll leave you with this crucial piece of life advice. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Deadline Hollywood reported on May 26, 2017, the fantasy drama The Shannara Chronicles which debuted on MTV in 2016, will be moving to the soon-to-be-launched Paramount Network, currently called Spike. The reason for the change, according to Deadline.com, will be read by my friend Rodolfo Gerard. Quote, The move was explained with the show's audience being more mature and male-skewing than MTV's target demographic. Unquote. You're listening to On The Bubble Podcast. My name is Josh Liston. My co-contributor and voice talent for today is my friend Rodolfo Gerard. In today's episode, we're going to take a quick look at the Shannara Chronicles character Amberly and the fan campaign that has sprouted up around her and her character more than likely not being at all featured in season two of the show. That campaign is known as the Bring Back Amberly campaign. And then the bulk of today's episode, we're going to focus again on a single character campaign this time a much more wide-reaching campaign for a very twisted and polarising character being Grant Ward, antagonist and at times protagonist from the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This episode absolutely contains character and storyline spoilers. So if you're not up to date with the Shannara Chronicles and or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you might want to skip this episode until you catch up. So the idea for today's episode, being a single character special, came actually from a different show. As mentioned in the intro, that show was the Shannara Chronicles and the character Amberly Elisadel, portrayed on the show by Poppy Drayton, who did a great job of the actual character, but given that the story is based upon a book series, the Shannara series by Terry Brooks, the character of Amberly Elisadel only ever had a given shelf life if the writers of the television show stayed at all in line with the book series, which in the case of Amberly, they have done. So I went online to find out, I guess, about season two of the show, more so than anything specifically about the Amberly character, 
because having read the book series in the past and quite enjoying it, her character had appeared to come to its natural conclusion in relation to the book series. But what I found, more so than information about series two, was a lot of reference to a Bring Back Amberley campaign, particularly from an Instagram post from Poppy Drayton herself, where she shared some mixed feelings about what it's like to portray a character that does have a natural stopping point within a TV adaption of a book series. Poppy's quote will be read here by my friend Rodolfo once again. And just a reminder, you can find the quote itself and also a copy of the actual Instagram post from Poppy at onthebubblepodcast.com. Quote, When I read that episode, it was just gut-wrenching. I was obviously moved because that's my character and journey and how it ends. Unquote. There's little chance that we're going to see Amberly or Poppy Drayton return to the Shannara Chronicles. It's a shame because she was a really good actress, but her character, as mentioned, had a shelf life. So it got me thinking, which other characters come to mind where they've actually had their own fan base to the point where them either being forced to take a back seat on a show, a lesser role, so to speak, or they've actually been written off the show completely, which individual characters come to mind where they've had their own fan campaign? I know that within the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. universe, Grant Ward, basically from the end of season one of the show, has had a long-running Stand With Ward campaign. There's a Stand With Ward website. There's a hashtag Stand With Ward. There's a Facebook page. There's a Twitter page. And all of those things, unlike with the Bring Back Amberley campaign, came into existence while Grant Ward's character was still actually featured within the show and there weren't any signs that he was going to either be made to take a back seat or written off the show completely. Fans just really, really were drawn to his character. I just wanted to quote something that I found on Reddit as to why it's not completely clear why a character such as Grant Ward would garner so much support and so much fan base to the point where he would have his own Stand With Ward campaign. So this is from Reddit. A Reddit user, this was upvoted to the top of a thread, and I'll have a link to the original Reddit post in the show notes for this episode. One Reddit user called Ward, quote, a twisted psychopath, unquote. So I was lucky enough to have my friend Rodolfo in studio with me, in person, where we used that particular Reddit user's phrasing, a twisted psychopath, to kick off a short, unscripted conversation about Why is it that people really love protagonist-turned-antagonist Grant Ward? This is myself with my friend Rudy in studio and in person. So Rudy, here's the part of the show where we go a little bit more unscripted Mm -hmm. and we get to speculate as fans and part of the reason Rudy is here today. Not only is he my new voiceover guy, but he also has seen the show in its entirety. So I guess given that Ward has been described by, for example, someone on Reddit as a twisted psychopath. Why do you think it was that fans were so angry about the idea that he was either going to be really sidelined on the show after season one or written off the show? Because there's nothing that redeeming about him, is there? Well, not really. Not at first glance sort of thing. But, I mean, from my personal opinion, I was always a big fan of Ward. Obviously, in the first couple of seasons, 
his position on the team of S.H.I.E.L.D. and being who he was, being basically the alpha of that team, he was the number one person that you'd back on that team. Like, whatever decision he made was a good decision and you had to back it. And, like, being uber fans as you and I both are, we'd watch that show and treat it as if we were on that journey with them. So as if we were on that team and we knew that whatever direction he wanted to take it was the right direction and regardless of what we thought we had to back his play. In terms of uh, other fans, like in general, like generalising, being irate or upset about him being sidelined or or that sort of thing. I mean, I think he did have some redeeming qualities. I mean, if you fast forward to the framework arc of the show, obviously that's when there was a whole other side of Ward that everyone saw that could have been real life, you know, if he was brought up differently to begin with when he first joined S.H.I.E.L.D. If he wasn't under Bill Paxton's tutelage, he would have been, uh, that could have been the ward that, in reality. Yeah, so rest in peace, Bill Paxton. We love you, Bill Paxton. I guess, from my point of view, I kind of understood it because there's characters in the past on other shows, and I was mentioning to Rudy before we started recording today that, to me, the main character that shouldn't be loved that was deeply loved was Spike from Buffy who had a history of 129 years, I think it was, of being a murderous, crazy vampire guy. And even before he redeemed, spoiler, his soul on the show, he was probably the most loved character on the show. Yeah, definitely. There was something in there. And I think discounting the, if we, because this actually, the fan campaign for Stan with Ward kicked off after season one. And there wasn't any foresight from fans that, the framework would come into existence. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think any of us fans really knew that they were going to go that big yeah. with the show. And to delve into there and stay there. Yeah, and to stay there. But to bring it back to when the fan campaign kicked off, I think it was because even if his intentions weren't morally sophisticated or right, the fact that he did save everyone's life mm-hmm. a bunch of times and he did help to, well, in, at least within their world, save the world. So his actions were good, even though his intentions weren't, it turned out. And I think that's what fans liked, that he could have let certain things happen on the sly because he's a talented master spy. Mm -hmm. He could have let team members die, things go awry, and for Hydra to get the upper hand during season one without actually it being obvious. There was a part of him, I think, that was good. And I mean, yeah, it was all down to the way he was brought up. I mean, he did have a from what it looked like a semi-normal childhood up until the whole thing with his with his brother and then what happened there and then obviously under Bill Paxton's character being brought up the wrong way morally. It's just like any person really in reality. I mean, there's a little bit of good in bad people and there's a little bit of bad in good people. And in to be honest, in most shows, uh, an aspect I always look for and I always... Uh, appreciate is an antagonist that you can back that you need polarizing views you know what i mean when it when it comes to your your villains or or shows enemies and you know it brings me back to basically the saying that it, if every day is a sunny day then what's a sunny day you know what i mean you need a little bit of dark in the light and a little bit of light in the dark there weren't any real obvious signs that he actually was a Hydra double agent. There wasn't anything that gave it away. 
until he was ready to give it away. So I think that it gave fans time to see that regardless of why he's doing these good things, he's doing good things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've got anything else to say on the subject, but going forward we get to see, obviously, as you mentioned, a version of Grant Ward mm-hmm. which may have been the unaffected version, a different path and the person he became. And to be honest, I found him a little bit bland. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm glad they went with what they did in the framework because when we left Ward on that planet or more like when Colson left him on that planet and after what he did to him, I think it was a redemption in sorts of just his acting prowess and his qualities and it's almost a closure of his character in that show because he started off a good guy and being the leader of the good guys to turning into the ultimate bad guy and the ultimate antagonist on that show, the one to beat. And then they just brought it around full circle, I guess, at the end to show us the man that he could have been and that he probably should have been if he was brought up the right way and especially with his interaction with with Chloe Bennett and the relationship they could have had because that's where it was headed towards before the whole Hydra reveal. I think it was just a closure of sorts and I think he would have been personally chuffed about the opportunity to do that, to be able to close out his chapter like that, showing his heart and what he had to offer the world and S.H.I.E.L.D. in general. And I was really happy about it. It really showed a good range. His acting range was fantastic. And, you know, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah, he's a reasonably attractive man. Okay, well, that's pretty well said. I don't think we can expand much more on that. Thanks, Rudy. No problem. Thank you, Joshua. You're right. It was his dog. Garrett made him kill his dog. I know what you're doing, Agent Morse. And it's not going to work. Grant's already told me everything. Everything. About his abusive family. About John Garrett. About having to kill Victoria Hand. But in the end, he overcame his family. And the pain Garrett put him through. He remade himself. That's why I love him. And why no matter what he does, I will always stand with Ward. That was the voice of Kara Palamas, Agent 33, on the show, who through some unfortunate circumstances became convinced that Grant Ward was actually her saviour. For On The Bubble listeners, it's one of the few times where a fan campaign around a character or a show has had a direct shout-out from the writing team behind a quite popular show. So I found some audio of Brett Dalton himself, who, if I forgot to mention earlier in the episode, is the actor who portrays Grant Ward. These quotes come from a ScreenerTV.com article in May of 2015, where Brett Dalton shares his feelings on what it was actually like to see a fan campaign about your character come to fruition within a pivotal scene in an important episode of a show. It's pretty awesome. So we'll go to that audio now. Once again, Brett Dalton from ScreenerTV.com, May 2015. In the finale, Kara says stand with Ward, which is sort of the catchphrase for the real-life Ward support movement. Can you talk about how that made it into the script? I think it's the coolest fan shout-out I can imagine. I was surprised. I was reading the script and I was like, wait a minute, all that was missing is the hashtag. 
I think that it's a testament to the fans, this incredibly loyal fan base that has now influenced the script of our show. That's a huge, huge thing that I never could have imagined. And yet the writers are taking a cue from what's happening in real life and now putting that in the show. Not even just a show. Not even just snuck in there. But it's in our two-hour season finale. I think that it's an Easter egg on one level for the people who are aware of the Ward Warriors, but it's also a wink to the fans that have created the campaign in the first place. Now, I know we've only really tracked Stan with Ward and Grant Ward's character up until the completion of season two. And for anyone who has watched the show in its entirety, you know that he had both an important and varied role through season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I wanted to skip forward now and to finish up today's episode with just a few quotes from the Stand With Ward Facebook page about Ward's role in S.H.I.E.L.D. in general, which is a very short quote, and you'll hear that one first. And skipping forward to season four, which is recently just finished up, the fan campaign continues to be strong. And as you'll hear, there's no loss of momentum behind the Stand With Ward community and no lessening of the love from that community to his character. And you'll hear that in the second quote. So thank you to Rudy. He's going to read these last two quotes for you. Thank you for joining me on another episode of On The Bubble Podcast. To reach out to the show, just go to onthebubblepodcast.com. You'll find all the contact details there. And before Rudy takes you guys out for today, I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for the time that you spend with this show. It takes me a massive amount of time to produce it. So it means a lot to me that people listen to it because it's a lot of work. So thank you so much for that. I'll pass you over to Rudy now to take us out for today and speak to you soon. Quote, Ward is S.H.I.E.L.D. Unquote. Quote, Everyone deserves a second chance and in the framework, Ward got his. Unquote.